Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I'm Ben from the popular podcast, The Resentment List. I'm just here to let you know about the 50th episode spectacular we've got coming up, where we turn the podcast on its head. We get you guys, the listeners, to let us know about the resentments you've got against us. So if you've got any annoyances, anything that grinds your gears, as it were, about the way we do our stuff, email us in at theresentmentlist at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our social media platforms. Anyway, that's enough from me. Enjoy the episode and have a nice day. Fucking jackals. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the depression sesh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the depression sesh. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hello. This is a resentment list with your hosts, Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hang-ups, lots of them. How's your week been, Ben? Um, yeah, it hasn't been great. I mean, will you comment? You thought I was on drugs before because of Do the dark, dark rings under, under my under your eyes. eyes. You so look like that, you're the walking dead. If that's some kind of indication. I haven't been sleeping well. I think it's because of the heat. Um, and I've just been run off my feet, you know, it's just been go, go, What's go. Been, what have you been go, go, going? Oh, uh, just, just work. They've just been working me like a dog on a bone. A dog know? on like the it's, bone? It's just, it's been relentless. Mm. Don't you so, work part time though? Um, yeah, look, I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> enough to get me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I've been depression 101, like depression sesh. Yeah, I've heard you been, you were like bedridden. Yeah, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of bed for, well, no, that I got out of bed, but I literally, I didn't leave my house for four days. Um, and then I went to the shop to get some stuff. Um, and I left the apartment and I couldn't walk. Like I was like walking, but I, it was like, it was almost like I was drugged or something. So how long were you depressed for until that happened? Until, like, you couldn't walk? Uh, well, to be honest, I've been struggling um, mental health-wise. Like, well, I'm always str- – I'm always – it's always there. It's always up and down. But particularly this one, I've been a bit out of whack for, like, a couple of months. And then um, – and so I would, like, dip and have a bad day and then get better, then, like, have a bad day, then get better. But then I got – had a really bad day. I had a really bad week last week. And then on Thursday I woke up. Um, actually like yeah Wednesday Thursday I woke up and I was just like fuck I can't like I can't do anything um, like I just sat on the couch and I was like just thinking about going anywhere I was just crying and like I, I just it just felt so insurmountable so on the th- and I'd been like that but I'd been like that for a while, couple of weeks but like I kind of I was I was okay and I would like just pull myself together and like get out of the house and do the work but then on Thursday I was like I, I can't like I, I just actually can't do it so I didn't go didn't do any work for three days um and yeah I just couldn't even move around it was like having the flu like the physical symptoms are crazy like I'm used to the mind symptoms where it's like um unable to concentrate um you know, really, really sad, despair, numbness, 
um, negative thought, suicidal thought. Like I, I, all of that, it's like... Well, they're our bread and butter, really. Yeah, they're bread and butter, baby. Like bread and fucking butter. Like feeling like I want to die. Like even when I'm not in a clinical depression state, I have that often. Because I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I've got mild depression all the time and then like clinical depression comes and it's like... But the, the, the physical symptoms this time really like I was like what the fuck it feels like I I felt felt like I had a really really bad flu yeah um my whole head was cloudy and my body wouldn't work like my body honestly wouldn't work and I was like I just felt sore and like going to the toilet was energy yeah and so so you got so things are obviously leading up for a while and then and then on the Thursday you you found that you couldn't get into work oh, i just couldn't yeah because i work in an office on wednesdays and thursdays and on thursday i just couldn't there was no way i was a gonna be able to get dressed and go without yeah. having like crying breaking down crying mm-hmm. i was already crying um and i wasn't i wouldn't be able to do any work anyway like because i can't read like i can't read i can't write like i just wasn't I, everything was slowed down like i just couldn't any couldn't process anything yeah um and I'm not like better, um, but I managed to do a couple of things on the weekend um, and I did them okay. So um, I kind of, I think that kind of pulled me out of it, but still everything is like pretty hard at the moment. So yeah, so that's why this one's called the depressed sesh. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, I get it's, it's funny because you don't want to say you know one thing's more important than the other or or like one there's a big problem with mental illness of like ranking it or whatever um but it definitely is something a bit more kind of scary about the physical symptoms Um, yeah but it's also like i kind of enjoy not enjoy that's the wrong word i like it because even though intellectually i know that this is real like that it's a real illness it's not until I get really, really sick that it's just a reminder to me. I'm like, oh, no, this is real. Like, this is actually like a real thing. Um, and yeah, and it's not. Yeah. So it's for me, I think because I like I have like a pretty negative disposition anyway. It kind of just makes me feel like it's just me. I don't have a um, I don't have a sep- I can't separate myself from the depression but then when it gets to that bad where I can't do anything and my body shuts down then I'm I feel like okay this is like a real illness yeah and I think there is something there is something about the debilitating part of it that it almost seems like the part of your brain that that wants you to be okay is trying to get you to accept it Mm. because you need to it's one of those things you need to get through it to get over it like you can't circumvent it at all Mm. so i think obviously there was something about it that you you almost needed to have a break or something do you think that's true who who fucking knows like everyone asks what's the trigger what what was there a trigger was there this was that and i think i think sometimes there's a trigger and sometimes there's not and if there is a trigger i'm not always aware of it Mm. um i think yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, like, it could be a little bit column A, a little bit column B. Like, um, I don't know. I just don't know how to – I wish I knew. 
Um, but at the end of the day, like I feel like I tick most of the boxes for taking care of my mental health. Um, and I've probably just been working a bit. I pr- probably work is a big factor because I've been working hard. Yeah. Um, but also, and not putting enough time for myself, but also, you know, it's all that therapy shit that, um, that I've been going through. Like there's been, I haven't, and I've mentioned this on the podcast like so many times, but, um, I have I don't process my I just don't know how to process my feelings like I'm always mm. avoiding them in some way or another and even though I'm not drinking anymore um, and I'm not doing various things that I do to avoid my feelings it's still an issue so I think at the moment a lot of feelings are coming out that I've suppressed for like years and years yeah um, and that is probably a trigger and because I'm in therapy and I'm working through stuff so yeah but um it's just about managing it well the uh, it brings a good point about the therapy because I feel like they got to lift their game a little bit. Like, I feel like there was there was probably a time, you know, like when I was in uni and probably before that because, you know, all the therapists are like kind of older than that. But I feel like they, they didn't really have a high enough bar for the mm. therapists because I feel like I've, I've had pretty good experience with therapists, but I feel like you tend to have this bad luck um, and they tend to be people that are, are almost seem to come off as judgmental or something. Would that be but true? But I don't know if I'm projecting that. Like, I don't think, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I think that they don't come across, I don't think they're judgmental. I think that I've picked up on certain things that they did that were slightly off. Yeah. Like, um, the one that I've got at the moment yeah I don't know I don't think there's anything bad with her I just think she's the wrong fit for me but it's just frustrating it's like Tate you're already in a shit way and you have to then take the effort to find someone find someone that suits you it's just like exhausting and then you have to you have to jump through hoops yeah to get to get 10 sessions which they call free sessions and then later on you find out no they're not free no you you just have to you you get you pay the gap yeah you pay the gap and so the gap for me um, is about as much as the rebate is. So it's I just get half off, which is still a lot for someone that's only working part-time. And by the way, only working part-time because I don't have the mental health to work full-time. Mm. So it's it's almost, you know, I mean, you can't say that the, the government should do everything for people. And I know it's this epidemic has come on really quickly and it takes time to adjust, but it does sometimes seem like, the the system we have is kind of almost set up to make it hard Mm. um because the same issues that lead to mental illness also make it harder harder to get help um which is why it's such a big problem but i also want to say i think for the people who wonder why like these things come on so suddenly so for example it feels like you were quite well for a long time or um you weren't well. Um, I guess that's that's only something that you can say for yourself. But it seem it seems like externally, from from my perspective, and maybe from some other people's perspective, that you were kind of you started your own business, and you're you're quite productive and excited about that, and and you're you're exercising a lot, and you were you and Tristan moved into a house together, and and you had all these interests like your Woolworths plants and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, so some people like the listeners, it might seem like this, this just kind of creeps up behind you and suddenly it's got you. But 
it's it like you say it is in your mind the whole time and it only takes a few things to go wrong um because me for example i i um daily will have a voice in my head that would be like i'll do something that i don't like and it'll be like you're such a fucking piece of shit oh yeah like it will it will actually i actually will have a voice in my head like a schizophrenic person I will have a voice that just abuses me constantly. So can you hear that? Because I know that I have that internal, um, what are they called? Internal critic, but I yeah. I can't hear it. It's almost like it's so entrenched. But I, it's almost like um, a slow, soft, you're a piece of shit. You're all day. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And then when I have an interaction, because I've got really bad social anxiety as well, when I have an interaction with someone, everything becomes... Um, hyper I become hypersensitive and hyperreactive mm. so I'll the whole time I'll be looking at myself the way that they may be judging me or viewing me yeah so I'll say hi how are you and then in my head I'll be like you said the hi how are you wrong they're looking at you like it's wrong oh look how awkward you are that kind of thing but I can't actually always hear that voice yeah well my problem is it's not just one guy in my head that's telling mm. me like this is shit there's multiple guys doing well you it. know when Melissa Broder calls it the um the oh, what does she say? She says, um, the committee, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a committee of people, and the committee, um, includes people from her past, like an ex boyfriend that may have dumped her, or an old editor, or and they're just examples. But all these people, and I have one per I have few people in my committee in my committee that you gave me shit before. Sorry, the mic was... Um, um, that, that gave me shit before. And so they're on the committee. So sometimes when I'm in a situation where I've done something embarrassing, I think about those people and they're all sitting around the table going, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. That's just exactly what you would do. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, have I people from your past? I, I don't... I don't. See, I was saying I was saying to this before, like, that it's funny that me and Omi are so similar, but we have s- such different symptoms. Like... You, you had the physical thing and you've ha- actually had these physical symptoms before, I think, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I've, I've never had that. Um, yeah, because you can still go out and stuff. I can still go out. I think, um, I think mine is kind of more... Um, I, I, it's hard to compare because I don't know your experience, but mine is more kind of suicidal, I yeah. think. Like I, I kind of actually like think of killing myself more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of not that everything shuts down. It's that I is that the self harm thing ramps up. Um, so I still have energy to do everything else, but a lot of motivation to like hate myself oh no, and harm myself. That, that's actually more dangerous because it, I get so sick that well, not so sick. I get to the point where I rather be dead, but I have no energy to go do that. I'm, yeah. Everything is so meaningless and so vacant and so numb and I have absolutely no energy that I get despairing by the fact that I I can't go and do it. Like that's how – I don't have enough energy to go do it but if there was pills and someone gave it to me, I probably would take it but I just don't have any energy and my body completely shuts down to the point where like I can't – this is when I'm really depressed. Obviously, the, the depression mind – I, you know, that's something that is on and off all the time that mm. I have to get through. Mm. But yeah, I don't, 
I don't uh, when you go out when you're depressed I just can't even fathom yeah that. because to me the first thing that happens when I even when I get slightly more depressed than usual I just don't go out and I start isolating and I don't message anyone and I I'll cancel plans because I'm I just don't have the energy to do it no I do that too I cancel things um but yeah I think I think there's certainly like a, a relationship between how much anger I have as a person mm. and and the fact that I have a more like energetic depression because when I'm really depressed, that anger ramps up as well. And so, whereas you you level up, you you level out. Mm. I still have energy, but a lot of it, a lot more of it, gets filtered into anger. So I'm I'm just a constantly angry person, and when I'm feeling really depressed, that is just completely rerouted see, in you, towards me. Your suicide watch then, because they say that the like especially young men are very they're the ones that you got to watch because if you have energy to kill yourself. That's not good. Well, that's why, and this is like an important thing, is that that's why we can't just be like, fuck it to these guys that that commit violent acts. Like, obviously, they're like horrible monsters. These people that shoot up um, cinemas and and um, and churches and stuff. But we we have to view it as mental illness because when I hear those things happening, I think they have the same thing projected outwards oh, that yeah. I have projected inwards. Yeah, it's but there's no I, I don't understand how how can you this is where this like empathy thing that I have comes in with prisoners and blah blah blah. There's I don't think that you physically and it gets a bit funny when it comes to, you know, abuse and stuff like that, but there's no way that you can do those kind of things without being mentally something not on. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I'm not. I'm not condoning that behavior in any way. But but I just don't understand how that stuff can happen without there being mental health problems involved. But I think I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think I think we. I think as a society we're so angry and so upset that those things happen that we we aren't ready yet to actually try to help those people. To, to try and prevent those things Oh, properly. yeah. And I don't think that necessarily... I'm not saying that they shouldn't go to jail or they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that, but I don't know. But then again, but then again, I watch these prisoner shows and there's people that have killed people, like murdered someone in a rage, and then they seem like they're perfectly fine and they actually do feel guilt and remorse and all of that stuff. So I don't know. Um, but I get really frustrated, like... Oh, I'm not going to say that. It's too dark. But um, oh, you can say no, it. No, I don't want to say it. It's too dark. Okay. Because so, it was funny because um, one of our listeners messaged and said that they like that I am so open. And like I've been and I have been really, really open on this podcast um, and I want to do that because the, the podcasts that I like the best are people that are really open and I, I, I feel like that's one of the reasons I'm doing this is because have something real and like, contribute to something real but um i do feel like you know i don't want to go too far and like let it all hang out because i yeah, do i want to keep things. some things yeah, to myself yeah. and yeah of course um but yeah like going back to our resentments should we do some resentments yeah that that, that got really deep there but i think no but that's good. good it's good i mean to be honest i could have easily like 
this is one of those things that I could have easily cancelled and but I remembered that like this is something that we just well particularly I just want to show up whatever happens happens and look it is a bit of a depressive one and I'm sorry like I'm sorry if it's boring you can just shut it off um but I mean there is an element that like that mental health is part of this podcast so yeah and I think I think um when it did seem like you were starting to recover a bit and suggested recording the pod I kind of since that point thought it would be a good thing to talk about because it's good for people to know um but also it's good to to turn something negative into something a little bit positive and kind of create something out of it yeah I mean and that's the thing like to be honest uh, when you do feel like this everything feels and everything does feel like there's no point like what's the point and I think sometimes like the savior in these things is like that at least you can you have to lean on things that are going to be may you may find meaning in like for example my reading has ramped up even though I couldn't read over the like when I'm really really sick but since I've felt slightly better I can read and I've just been like reading like ferociously yeah because I I have to hold on to something that gives me meaning or else it's just too sad and I think creative endeavors like creating or producing anything you kind of feel like oh well at least I could do that like at least I could record a pod Um, and be really honest about depression and you know maybe someone will who has depression or feels like they can't talk about it will listen to it like who knows like at least it's something yeah um but you know but I still have managed to have resentments and one of them is I've been spending time I've been doing a lot of work um at the city of Perth library which I love yeah um it's a really nice space it's been I think it's a few years old now but it's just an awesome um an awesome space um to i don't know if you haven't checked it out it's just like a cool like architecturally it's cool it has like a few levels um not the state library no no the state library is a state library is the state library is i mean i love being around i love the fact that library this is a gratitude i love libraries are so inclusive and everyone from all walks of life are there but sometimes the state library is a little bit much um, when you're trying to work it's just people are shouting there's a lot of drug use there um, if you're trying to get things done I may I would avoid that but this other posher library has its own pitfalls oh really I've started to get to know the uh, the patrons at this library and um, there's three people that I want to mention one well there's one guy that I want to mention that's an amazing man he is homeless, but he spends every single day in the library reading book after book after book. That's really good. He really loves Greg Egan. Who's Greg Egan? I don't know, but we'll find out who that is. Yeah. Um, he reads Greg Egan a lot. Um, he also has an iPad and he's on there. So he's there. Like he, he is just focused, man. He sits in the same spot every day and like just nine till five, he's fucking there. Where do you get this iPad? Well, I mean, you can still... He's probably... He doesn't look like... 
I think he's one of the you know the people he's the, that, he's the new homeless. Yeah, he gets the doll. And he's he, a recent home. He's got he's got he he obviously he maybe he gets the doll or maybe the iPad was from previous times, but he has a um a big bag and he has the um he has the roll up like yoga mat to sleep on. So I think he might just sleep rough maybe. Yeah, I love the thought that he's like he's like a um success in the making mm. like he's studying something every day mm. and he's gonna and next year you'll see him on tv greg as, like, egan is a science fiction writer and amateur mathematician best known for his works uh, of hard yeah. science fiction that's what so it this is. guy he's he, the, the kind of the, he kind of looks dare this guy but he's i watch him i watch him read every day so he's great love him i want to talk to him actually um but there's an old man that, bless him, goes in and reads his book every day. He's a heavy breather. And I'm talking the whole library can hear. So... <sighs> Sounds like he's got some respiratory every, Yeah, every day. So I never want to sit next to him because he fucking shits me. Then there's another guy that is a student of some sort. And he just talks very low. Every fucking day. I don't. I get so aggravated. I give him the side eye um, every day. Then there's another woman that I actually told off the other day because she was, ta- oh she was talking. Yeah, I did it. How did you? How do you do it? Okay, so she she was fine for a while. She was sitting there. She was learning English, so she was Italian or something. She was learning learning English, doing her English stat whatever, and she was next to me and she was fine and I actually had a fit thought I thought oh this is a great partner here because you sit really close at this library because you're in this semicircle and they don't have that many tables so like you don't have much choice where you can sit it's a recipe for disaster yeah so she and I was like oh I've got some good partners but then her phone rang and she was talking and she was trying to be quiet but and this library like on the ground floor of state library you it doesn't matter if you're on the phone like no one gives a shit but this one it's like you ain't no one everyone knows you don't talk and she starts like talking like and then i'm just like what the fuck is she practicing english no she was just on the phone to a friend okay and then i I looked to the side and this other guy who was like a phd student like you could tell he was like phd.com like he was an older man i mean him looked at him and he he looked at me he looked at me and then i looked at him and he gave me like this look like how dare she (laughs) and i did like a look back to her and i was like i know and then i turned around and i said and i said something and i couldn't believe it i said excuse me can you please take your phone outside <laughs> that was good though. Yeah. Because you, normally when people confront someone, a little bit of the aggression creeps no, I out. No, I said, excuse me, do you mind talking outside? And it was really nice. That's great. It was nice, but and then she kind of glared at me a little bit, but then she went outside. She glared because she was ashamed. Yeah. But you didn't do anything but wrong. She, but we, I was trying to get her attention and she was like turning around to try and avoid my attention. So I went like, I like literally like turned my head around and was like, excuse me. That snake. And um, so, yeah, I felt good about that. But there's just... And then, oh, and then yesterday... Was it yesterday? No, the day before. How many days have you... you there was a guy... I'm there every day. Like, I'm there at least three days a week, four days a week. Um, and then the, the other day, there was a guy next to me and he'd brought a whole baguette um, and was just eating the baguette. Like... <laughs> so, there's a lot. Like, there's just... There's a lot to contend with libraries, but it's worth it because it's so good for people watching. Yeah, well, I'm planning a, a. I've I've been a little bit jealous of your um, your your voyeurism mm. of your watching the the druggies and stuff. That when I went so last week I saw um, Book of Mormon, which is a great show. Um, I think it's ended now, so uh, you missed out. But uh, yeah, if it comes around out. again. Dad was um, in, Dad didn't invite me, so that's good. No, he invited you. He just didn't follow up. 
Um, Thanks, Dan. But um, we went to the casino and I realized that that's, that's what I want to do for my people watching is I'm going to go for a date there with this lady that I'm dating we're gonna go. We're I love gonna that have every episode was more gets revealed. First, it was first the first first it was um people that I've been seeing. No, no, no. First, it was friends. It was yeah, one of my friends. Then the next episode, it was yeah, because when I'm people that I'm seeing these random people that I've been seeing, I fully knew that there was one lady. All right, so that's the second episode. The next week, more is revealed and says someone that I'm seeing, and I'm thinking, all right, what's gonna be next week? So what was it this today? The same as last time, oh, the lady okay. I'm dating. <laughs> no, 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 it's different. It's not someone I'm seeing, lady I'm dating. No, so what is it going to be next week? When are we going to hear the girlfriend? She said that she's still, um, she still wants to remain anonymous. So I'm trying to respect All that. All right, well, okay, anonymous. But yeah, anyway, me and old Anon are going to go to... Anon. Um, All right, so we're going to call her Anon. Um, yeah, or something else we called her last week. But anyway, um, intern. <laughs> well, you revealed yeah. it. There we go. Um, Interns a bit like sexual as well. You guys can play some weird intern. Oh, we already things. have. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with it. That's the she session. doesn't even know yet. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna go. And I, there's something about the casino is I have that real morbid fascination. Oh my god, I, I hate it. it, but I'm drawn no, to love it. it. Like love I, it, like love I, it. like I love just watching the. Um, Does she like the doing this stuff too? People. Does she like doing this stuff well, too? See, she. This is where because she's complicated. gonna fit right in. Is she. She's worried that I'm gonna see another side of her there. Because she, she, I think she has a little bit of a gambling addiction. Oh my god, can't wait! Let's well, not really. But she, 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 li- she said she likes gambling. She's like, I don't, I don't know if I, if I want you to see me at the casino. Oh my god! So this could go there. really, really weird. Can we go? All but I'll, I'll give I feel you an like update. This is going to be a great double date. Oh, it's going to be great. I just can't wait for for all the material we're going to get at the casino. So anyway, that's my thing. But about the library, is I uh, found some reading material of my own the other day. And I want to, I want to own up to this shameful act. Okay. All right. So I was, um, I found a secret, a secret toilet in Murdoch University that I don't think anyone knows about. I don't even think the guy who built it knows about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, so I go there when I, when I need to do the old deuce. Um, oh, so you work, so you walk all the way from your work to. To this secret bathroom. To, and how did you find the secret bathroom? Um, well, you get the bus from Murdoch Uni to Murdoch Station. You actually have to go behind the uni. And on the way to behind the uni, through the bush, through the shrubbery, you find this this glowing oasis of a bathroom. And, you know, one day I was walking to the bus stop and I just, and I just felt a, I felt an inkling in my pants. No, not (laughs) like I felt, I felt a poo was coming and it was coming on fast. Um, and, and I had to find a bathroom and I thought there's not going to be a bathroom here and I don't want to go to Murdoch station. So I just, I wandered through the bush, like some, some sort of, uh, some sort of pilgrim. No, I really want to know. Stop. I was, I was, I had like a sword and I was, I was cutting down the shrubs and I was like, there, there has to be somewhere here. And somewhere deep in the heart of the, the Murdoch student village is a, um, is a secret bathroom. And then when the bathroom, I chucked a shit. And I, as I was wiping, I stood up and I saw this and I'll show you. Oh, no, what? Did you take a photo of your poo? Ah! Now tell the listeners what's, what's it's there. It's a penthouse. It's a penthouse magazine. So I, I got to own up to this act. What, okay, so what? In this secret bathroom, you found a penthouse. I found a penthouse yeah, magazine. I don't want to touch this in magazine. In a cubicle. And for some reason, this is the kind of piece of shit I am. For some reason, I thought, 
I'm going to take this penthouse home. That's a free penthouse. Yeah, I have no also, interest in a penthouse. Yeah, but someone's been shitting or wanking on this and you took it home. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I had to own up to it I've because I just, it. I just had some male curiosity. No, have I you had ever to, looked at these magazines? I want to look. I want to look at the magazine. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, look, it's I'm not sick. very interesting. I don't I'm know why anyone bought it. It's, it's garbage compared to real porn. But is there chicks? There's no, there's there's no chicks girls there. in there. There's chicks. Oh, that's hot. She's hot. Keep going on. There's more. There's, there's Jessica Roche. We're bigger fans of booty building than bodybuilding here at the penthouse office. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just complete garbage. But there's some full frontal there. If you keep going. Well, she's got nice boobs. Where? I want to get some full. Do you see vaginas? Oh, you see vaginas. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. Oh, God. Her boobs are amazing. She's got great boobs. How does she get? They're not, they're not fake, I don't think, either. They look pretty real, uh, don't they? Although maybe they are fake. Oh, my God. Oh! It- these surgeons can do fantastic work nowadays. Oh, my God. Oh, you can see her vagina a little bit. Yeah. So, that's what I did. And I just want to know. I love this. Why do you love it? Because I just like looking. She's amazing. How do you, I mean, I do feel. I mean, the vagina's kind of blurred out. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I, she's got an Audi. Yeah, I don't like the uh, the fully shaved thing. Yeah. You can actually see the shaveness. Yeah, it's a bit much. And they kind of... um. They blur out her, like, the line in her vagina. The line? What's the line? Like, the opening bit. Do they? Yeah, they blur it out. Okay, so there's maybe something. Or maybe her vagina is different or mine's wrong. I don't know. Wow. But anyway, I wanted to see if you... Do you think that... um. I'm right to be ashamed that I that I took this. Like, is it was it a weird thing that I did? Yeah, it's fucking weird. Not because of the penthouse. I mean, I'm loving it right now. But um, the fact that you don't know where this has been—you found it in a toilet in a university. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's a shame that everyone would have turned this pot off already because of our bloody depressed stuff to hear. Because they've really they missed out on this disgusting revelation. Yeah. So there you go, folks. That's that's something. Something, some interesting things happen. Um, Why can't I look like this? Omi's just going through the magazine. Well, now. it just really upsets me. Like this is a con. I get triggered by this. All right. Well, I'm going to read the. Um... Oh shit! How come they all have such perfect boobs? I think I just deleted one of the emails. Oh well, that's great. Well, sorry, listener. Um. Anyway, we're going to read some no, emails before we go. Did you really delete it? Yeah, I deleted one of the emails. I can't believe you took this magazine here. I'm still reading it. Um, all right. Well, let's find the email then. Okay. Um, so we got another email from Tori. So he says, hi, Naomi and Ben. Well, I've caught up now and need more content. So there's that. I have a longstanding resentment with how people get toothpaste from their tubes. I hate when people squeeze it out from the top, especially because my partner and I share the tube. I'm forever squeezing the bottom to the up for a nice amount without air what do you think about that well I read the whole thing first what do you mean the whole thing I don't know Should no I no we'll just reply on that was that the one that you just deleted no no I, that one's gone that one's dead now no I want to read that one well it's gone now um no I, th- I completely I so what's his resentment his resentment is that she, she oh yeah because she gets she wastes it well do you know there's a woman thing i saw on facebook the other day my friend and i were talking about it is there's actually a worldwide woman phenomenon that women waste all the toothpaste like because when i push the toothpaste up it goes everywhere and like i can never get like a clean break like it's always fucked and then when tristan does it he's just like his is just clean and like 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's like a mess thing. We've made an assumption his partner's a woman. We don't know. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. bad. Sorry. Um, but uh, so he doesn't like when people squeeze the top. Do you do you have a preference for this? Do you squeeze? I never notice if I squeeze the top or the bottom. Um, I think I squeeze the top. <sighs> I'm having a shame spiral about um, assuming that his partner's a woman. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but that is the thing that happened, um, that it was a worldwide thing. Um, yeah, I, squ- do I, squ- I squeeze from the top. But then at the end, then I roll it up to get the rest out. Yeah. So I think I think um, this could be a recommendation, Ben, from Tori, that if you squeeze the bottom, you get a good amount of toothpaste without any air. So I'm going to start doing that. I haven't done that before. Um, so he finishes the email with, also love all the random things that seem to happen to both of you. And how open Naomi is about her life. I hate when people say that. Because I see things too. I'm also Why no are you longer, jealous about what I've said? I'm also no longer working for Big Dish. But I can assure you that Ben needs to get bougie, bushy, boogie and get on board. Love, Tori. So thank you, Tori. He means bougie. Yeah. Um, so I deleted the one from Dad. Um, but he said... he. I remember what he said. He said, I hate when... Um, when people like stop their car to let mm. you cross the road, but then they get angry with how slow you're crossing the road. Oh, that's a big one. But I reckon I disagree with that. Yeah, I've found it. I have a resentment. You know how you are crossing the road and car sees you and stops to let you cross seemingly politely, but then they wave you on aggressively as if saying, I'm letting you go, but I'm really shitting about it and hurry the hell up. The lack of graciousness drivers show always shits me. Yeah, look, I happen, I have, because I walk around everywhere, this happens, and you feel a pressure. You feel a pressure to run across the road. You and should then I feel suddenly pressure. have. Yeah, but if they don't want to let you go, let you through, they shouldn't let you through. No, because they feel pressure. Everyone's feeling pressured. So who are you to say, I shouldn't feel the pressure? We should all feel the pressure to rush along. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think they should get angry about it. I, yeah, when the I, wave is a bit much. When I let when I let people through, I let them through. When I'm driving, when I let someone through, I let them through without any requirement for them to rush. If I'm in a rush, I just drive straight on. Yeah, that's they. Yeah, yeah. I I, the aggression is like I don't like the aggression. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna read the other one because I I like reading ones that I hadn't haven't read yet. Um. So this is this one's from Tori, Tori again, again, our super fan, and he's resentment got- three, four, and five. Hi, Naomi and Ben. I've got a few things for you this time, so let's get straight into them. People who don't save numbers on their phone, so their messages have no title and it's just numbers. Oh, that fucking shits me off. I hate that. It's frustrating to see and having people say whose number is this and you have to type it in your phone for them because they never save it in the first place. That just seems a real waste of time and very confusing to me, don't you think? Yeah, um... Yeah, I, I mean, I I do do it. I think I think uh, there's two types of people in this world. There's there's type A people, and there's lazy people. And I think I'm just a lazy person, so I just never save people's numbers. And um, so you're one of these people. I've done it in the past, yeah. But do your good friends have numbers to their names? Um, yeah, I will save them eventually. But um, mm. sometimes I will I will send like a few times I've sent the same person the message saying who is this? Yeah, you're a piece of shit. All right, this is the next bit. So that's a mess. So as so is meeting people, and that leads to my fourth resentment. When you get introduced to certain people that don't shake hands, 
but they grab your hand and hug or slide your hand and expect you to know the seven jig and drive steps. Also, dirty dishes being left out while eating. I just can't stand it. I think that was the next one. Um, so the, the fourth one, I'll say, people, we have to have a universal thing. You either shake the hand or you don't shake the hand. There's no other steps. There's no hug. There's no sliding. There's no fist bump. You either shake the hand or you forgo that Can hand Can I ask completely. you, because I see men do this and like I've done the old awkward go for a hug. They, do, they go for a kiss because in girl land, like, again, I'm doing a gender thing, but like in like for me personally, I don't really shake hands that much, but like with people that you're kind of acquaintances, you and, and with guys as well, actually, it's like you'll go in for the hug and they might give you a kiss on the cheek or vice versa. And I always think, oh, it's so awkward. But then when I see people that do the shake that are all on the shakes, they it's like they mess it up, but it doesn't look as awkward. So can I ask you, is it as awkward with the shakes than with the kiss? Well, one thing I want to say straight off is that if you're not fresh off the boat from Europe and you're still doing the kiss with the greeting... You're dead to me. Get out of here. We don't need to be kissing people. Yeah, see, I think it's because I grew up... Well, you grew up in Freo too, but, like, I had a lot of Italian friends so that it was kind of like they said ciao and stuff. Like, they <laughs> Yeah, that's fine, but that's their culture. Like, I yeah, hate no, that- but they were born in Australia. They didn't come from Europe. No, I don't mind that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the other people that do it. If Whitey does it, you're out. Um, so, and then the <laughs> other thing is that is the handshake awkward? I have a problem with the handshake because I got I got the clammy hands. Mm. I got the clammy hands big time. I'm always sweating bullets. Mm. And so it's I never want to shake hands because I don't want to give a guy a shower every time I shake yeah, his hand. Yeah, that's awkward. Um, but are they are, they're generally they're not that awkward. Just a handshake isn't really that awkward. No, but when someone fucks it up and tries to go in the other way. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I so sometimes I look at it and it like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. But Tori, thanks for so much for emailing, emailing us. Wait, one more thing. Dirty dishes being left out while eating, I just can't stand it. I don't it. get that. Now, I got to tell you this because this one really grinds my gears like nothing else. I was at Tori's house the other night and, um, and we were all having dinner together, you know, four or five of us. It was going to be a nice affair. Um, and Tori refused to sit down because he wanted to wash all the dishes before he had his dinner. Yeah, see, that's very, and that's, that's ludicrous. See, that is just just the height of rudeness. <laughs> and and I think he's got an anxiety problem here because he can't just enjoy something okay, without so the dishes what, being there. So the dinner's cooked and you're about to sit down for the meal and he'll let the meal go cold for him go to cold, do the dishes. Completely cold because so he's he, too worried about his dishes. You're going to live in the moment, No, Tori. but see, that's weird. Most people will have the dinner, then do the dishes. You do the dishes after. You enjoy the so meal you're alone. You're alone, Tori. You're so alone, he has Tori. A, so he's, he's a clean freak, this guy. i gotta, I got to tell you something. The intern agrees with Tori on this one. Oh, shit. So there's been an inner the divide intern, within the household. So what? You guys cook dinner and then you do the dishes first. I don't, but they do. The intern slash the chick that Ben's seeing. So me, slash anonymous. So me and, and Tori's partner were sitting eating dinner. The intern and Tori were slaving away in the kitchen still. Their dinner was going cold. We'd mm. gone to bed by the time they had their dinner. Mm. Yeah, so get out of here with that, Tori. But we appreciate you. Yeah, no, I mean, we, different thank strokes. Thank you so much for thoughts. writing in. If anyone else wants to write in, it's the resentment list at gmail.com. 
Um, and also in five, oh shit, we, I need to start promoting this. Send us the resentments you have with us because episode 50, it's big one, five O, and you get to say all the shit that you hate about us. So you better quick smart email us in. Yeah. Don't be worried about it, guys. We're not going to get offended. Just send us. Yeah. Just cause hate. we're depressed. Like the thing is, is it doesn't mean that we're like too sensitive. It means we don't give a shit about anything. So you can say anything you want to us. Anyway, yeah. thank you. All Bye. Right. Good night. Love-